the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. See if I can tune myself in here. There you go. All right. Like the man said, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. If you hear anything that you'd like more information on, please, excuse me, feel free to go to my website, bullingtoncapital.com. You can click on there and click on the contact us page and then write out whatever it is that you heard that you'd like a copy of. uh, And we'll be glad to do that for you. A little today, uh, later in today's show, I'm going to, if I can, by the way, I, I, I don't know if I can do this because I don't know if I can pull this up yet. It's, it's, there's some software that I have that's very expensive. And I'm going to try to pull up on a report that I pulled out that shows what would have happened had you invested in November of 2007. For those of you that don't know what that is, November of 2007 is when the S&P 500 peaked right before it dropped 57%. Okay, and, and it bottomed in March of 2009. And hardly anybody looks at that unless you're me. <laughs> also, the a lot of pensions, they look at that. Why? Well, because it's important. It's, a, it's an event that's happened more than once. You know, it happened in 2000. It's happened, I don't know, probably four or five times during my lifetime. I forget how many. And that can be very dangerous. So you need to know how to plan for that. And that, that's a big deal. Planning to survive the big drops. Because the, the alternative is to try to predict when the big drop is going to happen. Now, all I'm going to do is tell you that that is impossible. And if you don't believe it, just Google it. Google how difficult it is. And, and here's actually, here's how you could prove it to yourself. This is a little exercise. When people say they, you know, some people, you can predict the market. I just ask them to write down what their thoughts are. Just take five minutes a day. Write down what your thoughts on our, on the stock market are for that particular day after you've watched CNBC or whatever you've read, Wall Street Journal, whatever you like. Write down your impressions of what you think should happen. You do that for six months, you will never do that again. You will be so disgusted <laughs> and so surprised that you'll just, you'll just stop doing it. And uh, anyway... So you got your plans have got to be longer term in nature. I mean, if you're planning for any less than than five years minimum, five years is a minimum. Ten years is better. But if your plan's not going out at least five to ten years, I'm telling you right now, you're making a mistake. Yeah, if you need money and it's got to be in less than five years, you need to keep that money in a short term liquid savings account. I know it's not paying any interest, but it's safe. It'll be there. When you need it, 
That's that's a big deal, especially we keep withdrawals for most of my clients uh, are either at or near retirement age, and a lot of them are retiring, are have retired and are taking money out. So we keep enough in short-term fixed income stuff that's uh, safer than stocks, bonds, or commodities. Actually, they are bonds or short-term bonds. We keep enough in there so that they can pull out for four to five years without having to touch the stock portion. That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. I just gave you guys a really good tip there. So uh, don't wreck your car trying to write it down. Just email me and tell me what you <laughs> tell me that you wanted me to restate how much you should keep in fixed income to cover your withdrawals. Okay, and I'll reiterate that. And it's about four to five years. That's what you want to keep in fixed income. So if the market has a big correction, drops a lot, that you don't have to tap in, sell your stocks when they're down. Because every stock that you sell when it's down, it does not have a chance to make it back up. So shares of your mutual funds. That's kind of a big deal. That's actually a really big deal when you get closer to retirement. And when you get to a point that, you know, when you are starting to look at that, we've been talking about the uh, fixed index annuities for a long time. I have a website for you. All right. Um, I'm not going to write it or I can tell you what it is. It's nationwide hyphen guaranteed income tool dot azure websites dot net forward slash retirement hyphen income dot com. <laughs> I actually forget the dot com. Just email me. I'll send you the link. <laughs> it's a lot easier. And so I was just playing around with this. This is somebody if, if you wanted a hundred thousand dollars a year and you were fifty eight now. Uh, 10 years from now, if you want to start drawing on it and you wanted a hundred thousand bucks, how much would you need today? Well, to get a hundred thousand dollars a year, 10 years from now, you would need a million dollars invested today. That'd give you a hundred thousand bucks a year in 10 years. That's a lot. You know, a hundred thousand dollars is 10% on a million now, but that's, you know, that's, it's not going to be worth a million and it's going to be paying 10%. That's not how that works. So that's why you need to go to that website and play around with that a lot to give yourself an idea. I think that's pretty good. If you're getting, if you're within 10 years of retirement, there's a really good chance if you're within 10 years or less of retirement, there is a really good chance that this is going to beat the fixed income portion of your portfolio. It's going to beat it by a lot there's a really good chance that it actually does better than most people do in their stock accounts. There's a really good chance of that. Okay, so again, if you, you hear something and I'll come back, I'll circle back around on this today. Today, I'm going to be a little bit different. I'm going to circle to all three of the topics I normally talk about three times <laughs> in case you miss something there once. So that was the, uh, the time that I've allotted for this segment to talk about the fixed index annuities. And again, the easiest thing to do is to ask for the link. Just email me. I'll give you the link. You can go in there and, and play around with it. It's very interesting, uh, and it shows you what the potential is. So having said that, I always try to do a segment on the economy. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about how the, the grid needs to, to be built again, and that's, that is a project that's going to be going on for years. By the time they get it done, and this is one of the – people don't realize that America is actually at a disadvantage to Europe and Asia because they have more people per square mile. It's like four to five times more population. They're more densely packed. We have 30, 330 million people and we're spread out. That's a, that's a challenge to try to bring technologies to that quickly. Not easy to do. So we're, we're actually, you know, kind of behind the eight ball there and rolling out a lot of technology. Now we do it pretty quickly. We're not the fastest and we don't have the best anymore. There are other countries. They're smaller than where they have more people per square mile, more potential customers. And uh, it, it puts us at a slight disadvantage. Having said that the advantage is lots of jobs. That's the advantage. To build all that infrastructure out, they're going to need a lot of, of people. And I would I would predict, I don't like to make a lot of predictions, but I'd predict 
that you're going to see higher levels of inflation going forward down the road. I think you'll see much higher. So you're going to need to have individual stocks. And the, the good news is that those companies that are building that infrastructure are so diverse. I mean, it, it pulls in from an, an enormous pool of industries. I mean, think about it. The steel industry has to make all that metal that they're putting up. The uh, um, healthcare industry is still servicing all those people who are working for those companies. Those companies, those people that are working for the companies installing this stuff, they've got to buy clothes, wear shoes, live in housing. It, it's, it's impossible to grow one particular uh, industry in a general economy without benefiting most, if not all, of the others. So that, that, that's kind of cool. That, that really makes me feel a lot better. I think when you see what's going on with the, uh, you know, if you look at the headlines and you see that Germany's really took it on the chin here lately. And uh, I think climate change, whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter. The data seems to point to the point. Uh, there, it's definitely changing. Is it? Do we know exactly why? Probably not. Do we know exactly why the climate is changing? Uh, probably not. But the fact of the matter is it's changing and governments around the world are trying to do something about it. What does that mean? It means they're going to spend money on it. What does that mean? Well, it means the economy is going to grow. They have to, even if they have to print the money up. That's why I think that you'll see accompanying inflation that's uh, going to be higher than it has been over the past you know, 20 years. Because inflation rate over the past 20 years actually has not been that bad. And if you go, you can even go 25 to 30 years. It's been below average for an extremely long time period. I think a lot of people forget that. See, I grew up in the in the seventies, graduated high school in the eighties, so I remember <laughs> I remember prices doubling. I remember housing prices. Holy schmoly. That was mind boggling. So that's one of the uh things I like to talk about. There, you know, there's a lot of growth there. The growth is typically it leads to inflation. Sometimes it's mild, which is awesome. Other times it's a little faster, which is a lot more challenging. And if you're getting ready to retire uh, and you get one of those higher inflationary periods, which tend to be fairly rough on the stock market, incidentally. You look back in the 1970s, the, the S&P 500 peaked, had a 50% drop. Sound familiar? Had a, a 12-year negative time period. Sound familiar? So one of the biggest differences between now and then, I think that the price earnings ratio on the S&P 500 back then was around eight you know, or nine. Uh, and today it's closer to 30. That's, that's a big change. So, you know, I still think stocks are a great place to be for a portion of your money. If you're below the age of 50, you should probably have most of your money in, invested in stocks because fixed income is just, it's not going anywhere. I think you need to take a really hard look at what kind of risk tolerance you have to decide how much money you want to have in the stock market. Got a really simple tool to determine what that level is that we're going to go in, into in the next segment. Super easy, so stay tuned for that. But uh, You're going to need growth in your portfolios. If you're in your uh, mid-40s, even early 50s, you're still going to need growth in your portfolio. Even if, if you're retired, the average, the average retirement now is um, like right around 20 years. That's a long time. Especially if you're Warren Buffett. Dude's 90. He's going to be 110. If he lives, if he ever retires and then lives, <laughs> I'm just being facetious there. Anyway, that's, so that, that's really interesting. We've got some tools to be able to help us through those types of periods. And they, you know, that's where the kind of the fixed income, uh, fixed index annuities really, I think, are a great service or great option today. I didn't always think that way. And in fact, they've improved significantly, in my opinion. I think, uh, I believe that the those products have more modernized because insurance companies recognize, you know, what's happening and the need for people to be able to have incomes that they uh, are 
can count on, you know, and by the way, you can only count on as, as, as solid. The guarantees are only as solid as the underlying insurance companies making them. So I want to make sure we point that out. Try to buy the higher rated products from higher rated companies. I think you'd be fine there, but it's a big deal. It, it really a big help in, uh, well, let me get back to the, uh, economy for a minute. Cause uh, it, that's, that's actually pretty, uh, pretty exciting. I know when you see a lot of bad news, I don't like to see bad news. It, it takes the take up. It takes up all the space. Well, about 80% of the space. And then 20% of the news is the good news. And 20% is how we got here. That's what we've been talking about for the past few months, probably talking about for the next 10 years, the uh, growth in technology. I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but you're, you're not allowed to invest in companies that are private placements unless you are a, an accredited investor, unless they do this thing called a Reg D filing, and they can take it right to the public, and you can buy stock in companies before they actually go public, and then when, you, when they do go public, there are typically some sort of benefits there. I'm uh, trading on dangerous water here. I'm not recommending that you invest in this company because these companies, when it's a private placement, that is the pinnacle of risk. You know, when you used to draw that risk reward pyramid, kind of like the food pyramid on the bottom, you have savings accounts, CDs, treasuries, and on the top you have options. Well, this one's floating in a small cloud just above the top of the pyramid. (laughs) And it's, it's, you're risking a hundred percent of the money that you put into it. And what you could say with a lot of companies, most companies, but in this case, they haven't actually started production yet. They've got a factory. They're, they're ramping up. They're kind of trying, they're on a schedule and the company's called Boxable. So Elon Musk is living in one of their units, supposedly in the parking lot of one of his fact, one of his factories. And it's basically manufactured housing, and they they're doing it a different way, you know, kind of like the electric car is still a car, but it's done a different way, and the way is very different. It's all electric. That's kind of how they're doing with these little uh, tiny houses, and they're they're going to be modular. So I was interested in it, so I I read about it, read up a lot about it, started talking to a few people, and I signed up online, and I just put some money there. So, and if I lose all that money, oh, well, it's not going to be the uh, first time I've done something like that. Won't be the last. So, uh, but I think it's got a real good, and what I really like about it is that even if this company, you know, doesn't end up being the winner, you know, it's really shaking up a big industry, an industry that's been around for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years, the construction industry. And a lot of the, the techniques that we use today, they were absolutely right. We've been using these techniques for over 100 years, and they're horribly inefficient. So that's a change. And even if this company's not the one to capitalize on it, maybe say they just get this thing started because there I was, for years I've watched this other company, and they're not going public, but they build houses kind of similar to this, regular size houses. And I hear the music. That means I'm going to take a real quick commercial break. You're listening to Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned because I will be right back. Too far from your grace that you came and showed me the way. When I was lost, so searching, you were the ground beneath my feet. When I was a blind man begging, you were the eye so I could see. When the smoke was rising up, you were the air that I could breathe. You gave me hope, you gave me something. Looking for a great way to save on taxes? Look no more. Just call Our Lady of the Wayside at 1-800-368-6262 and ask about their car donation program. It's simple and it works for everyone involved. You donate your ride, you write off the selling price, and the money goes to help the physically and mentally challenged citizens served by Our Lady of the Wayside. The number to call, 1-800-368-6262. Will you want more, so get more. Need your ride to Our Lady of the Wayside. Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. 
Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook. Vacation Fixation. Is it finally time to update your bathroom? Bath Planet, a division of Joyce Factory Direct, specializes in replacing and converting old showers and tubs into new beautiful bathrooms in as little as one day. We have transformed thousands of bathrooms just like yours into a spa-like oasis that has homeowners excited to use their new bathtub or shower. Right now, all bath installations are 50% off. So call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing. 440-243-5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. And welcome back. I keep uh, hitting the volume on my ear and turning it up and down. Hey, I'm Bill Bullington here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. You can uh, actually reach out to me by going to my website, BullingtonCapital.com. If you have some things that you have questions on, would like to see some information that I talk about here on the radio program. Um, Been here for an extremely long time. Get a lot of questions throughout the week. That's great. The, uh, I will try to get back to you as quickly as I can. And we were kind of talking about the economy and we're talking about the, the role that a fixed index annuity might play. And, uh, you know, I'm not the type of advisor that says this one product is good for everybody under every reason. That's just not, that's not good. I mean, I'm a fiduciary. So I'll take a look. If it sounds interesting to you, uh, and I think it might be a good fit for you, and I'll tell you that. Um, but if not, I'm going to tell you it's not a good fit and why. The same reason that a lot of people, you know, it, it's, this, was, this is a very difficult statement to make. A lot of people don't belong in stocks. The reason that that statement is very difficult to make is because the stock market is probably one of the few things that's going to offer a return high enough for you to be able to retire on one day. That's why it's hard because the stock market is extremely volatile. It fluctuates a lot. I don't mean a little bit. I mean a lot. The, the stocks that are quote unquote more stable still fluctuate a lot. And a lot of it doesn't make sense. A lot of the fluctuation doesn't make sense. When you have, and let me explain why that happens. First of all, it's, it's human behavior. Humans get involved, and then anything goes. And I, I'll give an example of that right now. In fact, I have a, a, one of my clients uh, went in and invested in this stock, had read about it. I think it was a great thing to do. And uh, hang on one second. I am going to see if I can pull it back up here again. And it's not coming up. Oh, man. Anyway, the... One more second. Stay with me there. I apologize. I'm uh, trying to find something, and this is the uh, kind of a big deal. Oh no, I lost it. <laughs> anyway, this stock came up on a scan, and I'm just gonna try to see. Yeah, it's a company called Moderna, and he invested during the pandemic. Stock was off of its all-time highs during that time period. And let me see exactly where they were. Here we go. Yeah. yeah it's up a lot. I, I'm not even going to give the number. Yeah, but it, it's up a lot. And the stock catapulted last Friday. It jumps up, opens at an all-time new high, then manages to close 10% higher 
than it had jumped up and opened by. Or actually from the low of the, you know, from the prior day's close. So from one day to the next day, it was up 10% on about 800%, no, about 400% of its average daily volume. And most people would be going, hey, that's great, that's great. I'm going, well, you know what? That stock's valuation now is actually 20 times their annual revenue. It may be great, but that's that the price moved up like that. But that's not a sustainable valuation. That the valuation that it's selling for today, I would I would be I'm pretty sure is probably not going to be there uh, at some point in time in the future. And the problem is that might take five or ten years. And so uh, and if it goes back to you know where it should normally be, it's going to be down about seventy or eighty percent. So the stock's definitely going on the rumors that you know the the vaccine works, everybody's going to want the vaccine. That's true, but I, I feel like it's already built into the price, especially after Friday. So anyway, if you have uh, some of that stock, if you if you own it, I would probably be cutting some of it back. This is one of the uh, reasons that I I do stock scans because. This thing has come up a gazillion times on scans. Would have been frustrating, by the way, because on the scans you you wouldn't have made nearly as much money as as people who bought and held it. Now, having said that, people that bought and held it are, are everybody's going to get lucky sooner or later, and you you just don't want to rely on luck when it comes to managing your money, you know, in retirement. Which means you're you're probably going to have to do some things that are hard to do psychologically, like rebalancing your portfolio. When you've had a really good run in a stock, you want to rebalance that. That's the, that's the thing I really like about an exchange-traded fund. Not only do I know that it's going, going to rebalance, what does rebalance mean? It means it's going to take stocks like that have, have gone up a lot in value and probably reduce the holding somewhat. Depends on the, uh, actually it depends on, on the algorithm that stands behind that fund. So you have to read that. You have to find out because some of them will actually be buying this. <laughs> and it's okay because they're going to do it in such a small amount that even if it crashes, it's not going to make a big difference. And see, that's a big deal. When you can say, look, I don't, it, one or two stocks is not going to make or break my investing life. That's awesome. That's where you should be. You shouldn't be chasing individual stocks and letting them uh, accumulate to a huge percentage of your portfolio. Now, having said that, you know, I know people that work at some companies that go, what are you talking about? You know, well, just hang out there and, and, and see that that's a really tough thing to do. It's, it's tough to tell somebody who's worked at Amazon, you know, Amazon's not always going to be Amazon. All companies have their days and sometimes they have whole decades and sometimes they have two or three decades but almost none of them hang around. In fact, I think the only original company that's still alive are still around from the original Dow Jones Industrial Ad- uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Index is GE. Well, GE's still around, yeah. And GE couldn't do any wrong. I remember talking to people about this all the same conversation. Same conversation. We're having this conversation in the year 2000 when GE was at 58. Okay, the year 2000, GE's at 58. GE's a great company. It's overpriced. I don't care. You know, look how wrong you'd have been if you'd have sold it. Okay, well, what day is it again? What year is it? 2021? And GE's price is $12.55. Now, when I'm talking about this, I'm taking a big risk here with my show because there are a lot of people that worked for GE in this area. They may get a little upset with me for pointing that out. The uh, GE is $12.55. It's not because they split. That's the share price. It was fifty. It was over $55 22 years ago. Think about that. And by the way, the, the prior 20 years leading up to that big top, it you couldn't do any wrong. It was just like Amazon. Just like Amazon. And one of the things I really like about Jeff Bezos is he, he came out and he talked about Amazon's demise one day. And I'm going, holy cow, is this guy for real? Is, is he really letting people know that Amazon's not always going to be there? Because why is he saying that? 
Well, because he built Amazon. He, he, he knows technology. And he knows at some point in time, technology improves and his competitive edge in a lot of areas is going to go away, which is why he's working on a whole lot of other things, like getting out to outer space. <laughs> Maybe the colony that he sponsors on Mars, they'll ship the Amazon products there. <laughs> but, you know, that's, he's just, uh, um, I thought it was incredible that somebody would be that honest who has so much at stake. I mean, this guy's net worth is, you know, mostly stock in Amazon. So anyway, I uh, really applaud that, and uh, it's very helpful. And I think you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to stop going to the individual stocks right now. I'm going to go to um, not back to the fixed income, fixed index. And by the way, if you again, if you want more information on that, and that that's one of the reasons, incidentally, when you start looking at a fixed index annuity, that's going to guarantee a lifetime income. If you want to know what that is, you know, uh, or that website is again, just go to my website or, or call me. You know, you can call the office 330-664-0700. I'd love to send you the uh, the link. You can go on there and, and play with it yourself and uh, kind of tool around and, and figure out, you know, whether or not you think you have any more interest in it. Feel free to call me with questions. But that's one of the reasons, you know, when you get to a, a position and you could not tell people. I mean, right near the year 2000, I remember talking to a ton of people who had invested in, in GE, who had lived in this area. GE was a big employer in this area back in those days in that they just couldn't see that ever happening. And, you know, none of us ever can. Stocks are unpredictable in the short run, and most of them are unpredictable in the long run. I, I can tell you that over long time periods, a company's growth, in sales and profits will have a tendency to have a big impact on whether or not the share price goes up. The other thing that has a really big impact on it is how much are you paying for that company versus how much it's worth. And that's where people get into trouble, even professionals. If a professional likes a company, he might judge it to be worth more than it's actually going to be worth to the market at some point in time. And the vast majority of them do. They have those problems sooner or later. They, they think something's worth more than the general investing public thinks it's worth. And guess who wins that argument? That's right. Investing public. Which is why GE could sell for almost 60 bucks 21 years ago. And today it's at 12. And that's hard. I, I just can't stand when I see that. Somebody loads up on one or two stocks. This look how well this is done. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be a billionaire no, the chances of that happening, you know, are not good. I mean, the, the Browns have a better chance of, of going undefeated, you know, two years in a row. Yeah, and it can seem so good for so long. That, that's, that's really the hard part. So I'm going to stop talking about that now. And I know a lot of people are going, geez, thanks. <laughs> I thought you would never, never do that. And, and what is it that uh, when you're investing – what is it that you're doing that is helping you? What is it that you're doing that's hurting you? That that can be a, a big issue. If you're concentrating like we were just talking about, well, that, that that's an easy one to fix. Uh, if you're switching in and out, if you're trying to jump in and out, you probably need to stop doing that. You need to get a, a plan, or an overall plan, that's relatively simple. If your plan is relatively simple, if it, it can be executed by somebody who really doesn't know a whole lot about stocks, bonds, or you know, investing, then I think you're on the right path. I think you're on the right track. It's still hard. I mean, it is still absolutely, I, I am so surprised by the number, the sheer number of funds that have been created. That creates a lot of work for people like me because I always have to read about what this new fund is going to try to do. And if you're going to invest in that fund and you're not if you're not sure what the fund does, you shouldn't you shouldn't have any money in it. There's, there are different methods of investing. Some of them you may not like, and the vast majority of them do not all move at the same time. So what happens is the the S and P might go up a few percentage points, and yours might actually go down, and you don't know that that is normal because you you know somebody told you you should always win all the time. Well, that that's 
unrealistic, number one. Uh, number two, the, the chances of that happening are pretty much zero unless you're a high-frequency trader, which means you have billions of dollars already, and I'm not sure why you're still working. And, and by the way, those people, there's, they have allowances that they're allowed to, to, they have techniques they're allowed to use that you or I are not allowed to use. Think about that for a second. That is the, uh, I, have to, I have to see that every day. I have to watch that every day, knowing that that is just wrong and they're allowing that to go on and that's just the way it is. So you can't really complain too much about it because it doesn't really do much good. And, uh, Keep saying, oh, we provide liquidity. No, you know, you provide liquidity at the cost of volatility that scares a lot of people out of the market and affects the rest of their financial lives. That's what you really do. So just because you have a lot of money and can do it. And it's just, uh, but, you know, they are only getting fractions of a penny. And if you're trading for fractions of a penny, um, guess what? <laughs> you you probably you're either one of those billionaires or you're soon to be uh, looking for a, a, a job. Uh, that is, that was really difficult to do even when it was easy. So, and I've talked a lot about this today, mostly just investing today, because here's my uh, view on financial planning. Okay, the the best plans are not. Uh, they're done before you actually start to implement them. You want to get them done relatively intelligently. Take a look at all your assets. Take a look, look at how much, what the ability you have to save money is. And then you want to build the investing plan upon that. Now, this comes back to, I'm, I'm constantly reminded of this. I have uh, um, members of my family that are new out of school. They aren't thinking, they're not thinking 10 seconds on what happens at the end of their working careers. And I'm telling you, that's a mistake. And they don't like to hear it from me because you know, I'm still working. And uh, it, it's just a, a lot of young people. You know, everybody that's over the age of 50 knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> and they don't realize the big, the leverage they have right now, especially being that young. I hear the music. That means I got to take a real quick commercial break. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420. I'll be back after these messages. It's just talk. Smiles politely back at you. You stare politely right on through. Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook. Vacation Fixation. Cleveland's got guts. And the Indians. As well as the Browns and Cavaliers. And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And a downright awesome downtown with a walla-cadoodle-worthy waterfront. But what's even in our water? Like a Lake Erie martini with more chlorine than a swimming pool? Now, I'm a guy, and I've lived here all my life. Neither hard water nor chlorine bother me a bit. Well, I had Wyatt Works put in a whole home water filtration system. It tastes better, and showering is so much better. My hair washes clean and stays healthier. And I've got a regular old water heater. And I've got tankless for endless hot water. So what's our point? Our point is, why it works is Cleveland's answer for water heaters. Well, if you're a regular guy and just want same-day water heater service, why it works does that. And if you want a water softener or a filtration system and want to go tankless, we do that too. So get your water wallacadoodled with why it works. Consider it done at whyitworks.com. License number 30185. 
No doubt about it, we're spending more time at home, which is the perfect time to make it more functional and beautiful. Hi, Ed Flash Ferentz here for Artistic Renovations, Northeast Ohio's premier and award-winning remodeler. Artistic did a fantastic job with our kitchen in 2016, and last year, they were back for the master bath. Oh, my word. Do yourself a favor and go to ArtisticReno.com. Believe me, you'll love their ideas and without question the finished product. For a virtual consultation, call 216-520-0838 or visit ArtisticReno.com. Thinking about updating your home? Well, Joyce Factory Direct specializes in replacing old, outdated windows. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features their exclusive Smart Shield High Performance Glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers just love how much warmer their house is and how easy their new windows operate and clean. Right now, you can save 50% on all installations. Just call to schedule a free consultation with on the spot pricing 440 243 5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. From an idea that started in 1967, Our Lady of the Wayside has grown to serve almost 900 children and adults with developmental disabilities throughout Northeast Ohio. It's an operation that is still growing thanks to tremendous support and generous donations like the Wayside's Car Donation Program. You can donate your ride to the Wayside for a great tax write-off by calling 1-800-368-6262. The Wayside is also looking for people to join their team. They hire for attitude and train for skills. Visit thewayside.org to apply today. And we're back. Yeah, I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. You can also find this on the Fishes podcast site. You can find it on my website, bullingtocapital.com. If you'd like to go back and review, there was something there you heard. Uh, feel free. It also, you can reach out to me, Bill at BullingtonCapital.com. So, kind of rotating three topics, and I'm going to do this again one last time for this last 15-minute segment. Start off with the, you know, the economy in general. It's actually uh, one of the stronger economies that we've ever seen. One of the reasons it's so much stronger, incidentally, is all the technology that's been invented and started to roll out the rollout is the key. A lot of this stuff has been around for a while, but they just hadn't started rolling it out. Like your 5G, it's starting to pick up a huge amount of momentum. People are beginning to realize what they can do with it. You know, it's really funny. On my cell phone, I can tell when I'm going into a real 5G network area and when I'm not because the speeds pick up and slow down dramatically. So that's something that's got to be worked on. Uh, it's not to where it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be everywhere, pervasive, and it's going to enable a ton of things. I mean, a lot of these things already exist. In fact, most of these inventions have been around for a while. Like, you know, you could actually automate your house completely. Your your doorbell could read your face uh, facial ID. The distance between your, your eyes, your nose, and your upper lip is as unique as your fingerprint. That's how your phone recognizes you when you, you know, hold it up and you train it to, to recognize you. That's what it's looking at. Uh, you've got the fingerprint IDs. You've got a voice print that is also unique. You could literally have your house just recognize you at the door and you know, open the door or not. You, know, it could be, you could talk to your house and tell it, look, lock these doors. Uh, if I don't remember this keyword, don't open the door. So now it's not only got your biological data there, your fingerprint, face print, voice print, you've also given a special password that it won't open for if the person that managed to duplicate all those things <laughs> wasn't able to do. So anyway, it, it, it's kind of interesting to, to see all this stuff being rolled out in its early stages. It's going to take a long time, but it gives me a lot of comfort knowing that you know, we've got a long way to go in a lot of areas and it's going to uh, require an awful lot of investment. In other words, the economy is going to have to grow. It's not going to have a choice. It's going to have to grow. And economies grow when companies grow, their stock prices have a tendency to go up. That's the way it's happened. It's what always happened now in the, and probably going to be that way you know, a couple centuries from now. The uh, a problem that a lot of people have, though, this is, you know, we're, we all have mortalities. We're not going to be here forever. Sometimes the stock market can go down a lot and stay down, you know, or it goes back, just 
stays in a, a what they used to call a channel. It'll go up and down and not really make a whole lot of progress. Well, it's hard to retire and, and keep your income in retirement the same if the stock market's not moving. That's where rebalancing comes in. By the way, that can help. That can help a lot. If you don't have 100% of your money in stocks, you, you're not as scared to begin with. Uh, being able to rebalance, let's say you have a 50-50 portfolio and the market was down a lot. Well, you'd rebalance that portfolio uh, and you would add to the stocks when they're down. When the stocks recovered, you'd be taking the profits and moving it back over to the safer side. Pretty simple, right? A lot easier said than done. I can tell you that for sure. Psychologically, that is a bear. When you are selling some of your bonds, which haven't been hit nearly as hard as stocks have, and you're adding them to the stocks, which have been pummeled, that is <laughs> that is really tough to do. And uh, even if you just maintain the 50-50 weighting, that it's, it's a really tough thing to do, even though you're not down as much as a whole lot of other people are. It's, it's, it's hard. So, and if you've got that part mastered, then congratulations, because that's the hardest part today of managing money so that you don't run out of money uh, or to help your money grow. The hardest part is the rebalancing. And quite frankly, when all the illustrations I'd done in the past, the every other year turned out to be the best time period to rebalance. I don't know why. I think it might be a, a statistical anomaly, but it looked like it was every other year uh, and the adjustments weren't all that dramatic either. So, but it did end up helping quite a bit. I thought that was fascinating from my perspective. If you can pay attention to what's going on in the economy. So like with the stock portfolios, that's what we're going to be using. That's what we're hoping to offset future costs of inflation with, with that portion of your money. If you can observe which sectors are, are growing the fastest and try to overweight those. You can do that through either exchange traded funds that, that run that way, or you can do what I do and build a model that's got healthcare and semiconductor stocks in it. Those two industries are the only two industries in that model. And if you'd like to see a copy of that, you'll feel free to call me. You have to, we actually have to talk on the phone. So I don't have the uh, licensing rights just to send that out. To everybody. I can't do a mass email, but I'd be very glad. And you know, next week I will actually bring that model out and uh, I'll bring the data and we'll talk about it in a little bit more detail. But the reason I put it out there is because those two industries were growing the fastest when I put this together and they had been growing faster than the other industries in the uh, um, general market. And I felt like they had a really good shot at continuing to grow faster. Notice I said I felt like they had a good shot at continuing. That's not a promise. That's not a guarantee. That's a feeling. Why did I get the feeling? Well, in America, if we spend about 20% of GDP on healthcare and the population's aging, the fastest growing segment of the population is 60 and over. So I thought, well, that trend's actually been around for a while. And if you look at that uh, the indexes that have invested in, in those stocks, they've done very well. So all I'm doing is assuming that that's probably going to continue. And the valuations, by the way, didn't seem awfully high given the, uh, the growth rate. So that's a little bit more complicated. You'd have to set up an appointment to discuss that one. <laughs> Same thing with the uh, semiconductors. You know, you're looking at this driverless cars and it's not just driverless cars. The average car now has around 1500 semiconductors in it. That, that's not the driverless car. That's the average car. So the driverless cars have a lot more than that. Uh, 5g, the voice recognition, anything that needs to be computerized is going to have a semiconductor in it and they're computerizing everything, including children's toys. So it's just, it's almost like toothpaste. <laughs> well, maybe not like toothpaste, but a lot more complicated than toothpaste. But that industry is experiencing incredible growth. And, and during the pandemic, one of the reasons that a lot of the, the car companies said, hey, we're not going to be able to deliver for 2021 is because it was they were running into shortages in semiconductors. So you look at demand, which is very high, and then you look at the ability to supply that. These guys were straining to try to get to the supply levels. 
And you look at the uh, actual sales, well, the sales and demand are, are, you know, typically extremely closely connected. And that was the fastest growing industry. That's been the fastest growing industry uh, in the world, actually, for quite a, oh, I don't know, probably, probably, probably years now. Now, I know people in the, in the late 90s remember when that ran way up and then crashed and then took a long time to recover. I remember that, too. I remember it completely. I also remember what the valuations were, and today the valuations are less than half of what they were back in those days. So that makes me feel a whole lot better when I include that into one of the models for stock, which we use to fuel future growth. Your your assets are going to, you can't afford to let your assets retire when you do. If you stuck everything in a, one of the fixed products that I was talking about earlier, if you stuck it in there, that's, that's not a good idea put all of your money in there because uh, you're still going to need stuff for uh, growth because we're going to have inflation. So again, it comes down to trying to get balance. You know, we just want to take a look at the best options we have available in each category, try to make a decision. What we think is, is normal or normal for us. Cause there is no real normal. Uh, there's normal for you and take it from there. Like I said, I just try to be the advisor that I would like to have. Try to be as as knowledgeable as humanly possible about all the options you have with your money so that when you get to that point where you're starting to, to draw down, uh, you're going to start to spend some of your savings instead of putting your savings away each month. And we want to do everything in our power to make sure that you don't run out of money before you pass away. That, that's, that's the goal. Don't run out of money. And uh, it's not always that easy. I can tell you it's actually when you're younger and you're getting just out of college and it's unbelievable. Those kids though, they don't teach any of this in college. I mean, none of it. I, I guess, you know, some colleges do if they have a financial planning program in the college, but uh, a lot of them don't. And for some reason that that's missed that, and that whole thing between a uh, need and a want, okay, that's the, uh, in my opinion, that's the, the biggest lesson that people have to learn. And some people you know, they go through their whole lives and, and don't learn it. And other people get it right away. I'm not sure what the, why is that in their DNA? I, that, that i began to think that, you know, you're just born that way. Some we used to call it the squirrel gene. Somebody had the squirrel gene. They <laughs> get some money and they go bury part of it, put it into saving. I hear the music. That means my show is over. Hey, Thanks for listening. You're listening to Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. You can go to my website, BullingtonCapital.com, if you'd like to reach out to me. Have a good luck. I have a good weekend, everybody. I'll see you next week. You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report. Broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC.